0: As we kick off a new year together, a new sermon series, Jeff will be preaching uh, called Why Church. And we're looking at the importance of the local church in this world and how God uses bodies of believers like ours to make a difference in the world and to share the name of Jesus Christ. And so the message today kind of leads into that because we all have something to tell. And we're going to see what that news is and why we're to share that news and how we can share that news. And the best way that I can think to start off in And talking about it is this way. We have just come out of... Christmas Day. Uh, The Christmas season uh, is not over, as you can see by the decorations. Uh, We're on the second of the 12 days of Christmas, as somebody told me uh, this morning. So, those of you that love Christmas can can continue celebrating uh, for at least the next 11 days. Uh, And some of you may still have some gatherings to get to during this week. I know my family still got one group of folks in our family that we need to get together with later this week. And so, the the, the Christmas season brings with it lots of different things traditions of certain meetings or certain activities together as a family. Maybe you've done like our family and you've played some games together over the last few days, worked a puzzle together, maybe done some things outside in our wonderful March weather that we're getting this Christmas season. But one of the things that always seems to happen is the giving and sharing and exchanging of gifts. Gifts. And so probably all of you participated in some way in some kind of gift exchange yesterday when presents were unwrapped, Santa Claus visited the kids, and maybe there's things available there uh, in, on Christmas morning in stockings and in front of the tree. And you have these opportunities uh, to, to share the joy of giving and receiving of gifts, And then two things always happen after Christmas Day. One, uh, hopefully not today, hopefully everybody is spending time with family and in church today, but maybe tomorrow the return and exchange lines at all the stores are going to be out the doors, right? Or people are going to be in the stores in line using the gift cards uh, they've been given to get that thing that they didn't unwrap, but they want to do. And then the second thing we do is we tell everyone else what we got. We share the news of that, that that gift that we got or we or for some of us, it's just being excited to share the news about a gift that we gave somebody, that we were really excited and keeping it a big secret and I had a pretty big secret of some things uh, for Candice that I gave her. We're gonna go see uh, John Chris together the night before her birthday and so I've been sitting on those tickets for several weeks and excited about that. But I got a gift yesterday that I wanna share with y'all about today. I, I got a gift of some new socks Uh, Yesterday, from Canis and the Kids. And there are dozens of pictures of Tate and Olivia on those socks. Uh, Olivia's wearing sunglasses, and Mickey Mouse. Or for her, Minnie Mouse ears. They have a little bow on them. Uh, taken on the 4th of July when we were at Disney this past summer. And tate got his hat turned sideways and got some sunglasses on. Uh, the two coolest kids that I know and now the coolest pair of socks that anybody could ever own. And they're mine and I'm not sharing them with anybody. Uh, so if you want them, find out where Candace ordered them and you can order a pair of them for yourselves as well. But I am telling you about my gift because it's something that brings happiness and joy in my life and it's it's a symbol of something even bigger than that and and while it was a good gift it is certainly not the greatest gift uh, that that i've ever received And, and i think that maybe some of you have received the same gift that i've received that is the greatest gift that this world has ever received and it's what we celebrated yesterday it's what we sang about on christmas eve and it's what we went to bed focused on christmas eve night and the excitement of celebrating the day that that commemorates the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But it's so much more than that. Christmas Day is about the the time in our history when when for what many people around the world just view as a story, we as Christians believe it to be the foundation of everything that, that is true about our faith. That God became flesh and dwelt among us. That Jesus was there with God And chose to come to earth. Jeff talked about that on Christmas Eve night in our services about Jesus' choice to step down from heaven and come as a baby. Grow up as a boy, live as a man. Do all the things that the gospels tell us and show us that he did and then willingly go to the cross for us and die for our sins. The birth of Jesus Christ is the single greatest gift the world has ever and we'll ever receive and we are thankful for that this morning and we are excited about that this morning But but I hope that that we don't just stop there That we don't just receive the gift for ourselves But that we then tell others about this great gift that we've received see christmas is is all about receiving the greatest gift there ever was And the first thing that happened after that gift came into the world was a group of angels told a group of shepherds about that gift. And then those shepherds went and told the rest of the world about Jesus Christ. So let's read in Luke chapter two, verses eight through 20 about that account that night. And then I wanna point out four things about this passage that I think are important for us this morning. So if you've got your Bibles, smart devices, you wanna turn uh, in those to Luke chapter two. We're gonna read verses eight through 20 together and then talk about these verses. Verse 17, when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds had told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And verse 20 closes with this, and the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had seen and for all they had heard as it had been told them. I just think that story of that, that night, the, 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 the telling of the story of the birth of Jesus the, the, the proclamation of the good news, the proclamation of the gospel for the very first time in history is so powerful for us. And I hope that, it, I hope that we learn a couple of things about it, wh- why God chose and why God used two groups of people or a, a group of angels and a group of people to share this news, but also what it, what it says to us about what our response as believers ought to be. And, but not only that, I, I hope this morning that there's someone in this room that maybe doesn't know Christ, that, that you would hear uh, the truth of this, this story and that it would maybe become reality in your life for the very first time. So the first thing that, that I feel like God wants us to see from this passage is this, is that the angels came from heaven. And I think that's significant because it, it symbolizes for us the, the, the amount of, of reverence and worship and awe and wonder that, that the creator uh, would, would be willing to and, and be obedient to become the creature, to become like creation, to become a man, to to, to be born as a baby, to live as a boy, to walk as a man. And and even the angels were moved to wonder and to worship because of this fact. And they wanted to join Jesus here on earth and, and be a part of the sharing of the truth of the good news and sharing with these shepherds what he had done. See, the creator was born as a creature We see in Job chapter 38, verse seven, that that the angels praised God at creation. And here they are again, joining with God in the flesh on earth in the person of Jesus Christ and praising God for this new creation, this new baby that had been born to save the world. And not only did they join together in wonder and worship, but also they were here to declare that God's glory was returning to the earth. See, for several hundred years, God's chosen people, the Israelites, had, had, had not heard from him. God had been silent, had not shared with them any revelation, any truth. And then enter the person of Jesus Christ, the baby, born on the day we call Christmas. And the glory of God returns to the earth in the person of Jesus Christ. John chapter 1, verse 14 says, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son, from the, fra- from the Father, full of grace and truth see God's glory that had once been present with his people the Israelites and was not present for a number of years a number of generations now returns in the person of Jesus Christ and these angels come down to earth to declare that Jesus is here and Jesus is born and they share that news with shepherds so the angels came from heaven and the shepherds we see come from the fields that's the second thing we need to see and understand a little bit more about. Why, why shepherds? Why not priests? Why not doctors? Why not anything else? Why shepherds? I think for several reasons. One, shepherds were, 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 were seen culturally as outcast. Shepherds were not, not in the highest or even the middle stratosphere of the social structure in this day and age. But there were two things that were true about shepherds that would have then made their sharing this story believable. Shepherds were very practical men and shepherds were not easily fooled. And so those around them, when they would have come to them, as as this says in verses 17, 18, and 19, when they go and share with those around them what they had seen and what they had heard about the baby Jesus, those around them would have believed them. They also had to travel to get to Jesus. It wasn't like they were just right there when it happened. We see in in verses 15, it says, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And and let me just clue you in if you've never been to the Holy Land. It's not flat like Texas. Hills, valleys, small mountains, valleys, valleys. Uh, We were there in the Holy Land with a group of people from our church. Pastor Jeff and Carrie and a group were there a few weeks before us. And we were on a hillside at a a makeshift shepherding area, learning about the role of the shepherds and and what they do. And it was kind of on the side of this hill. And you looked out across and there was a hill and you could see a valley and a hill and a valley. And we were on the side of a hill just outside of Bethlehem. And so we were there near this spot where these events occurred. And just it just strikes me that, that this would not have been an easy journey to put behind their livelihood for an evening, for a day, and go and make this trip and then come back. They would have had to make arrangements for the sheep. They would have had to do things to care for those that they were leaving behind. And yet they were so moved by what the angels told them that they went and found this baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, this, this perfect lamb, this sacrifice, who would then eventually die on the cross for for their sins and for our sins. And so we see that the shepherds came in from the fields and so we have these angels rejoicing about the glory of God and we have these shepherds, these lowly outcasts, these, these, these folks that would not have been seen as the highest in society and they're the ones tasked out with sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with other people for the very first time. And so two things that I want us to learn to be true about us Uh, that, that we saw exemplified in both the angels and the shepherds. And the first thing is this. Telling is an obligation and a privilege. Telling is both an obligation and a privilege. As we go and tell the world about Jesus, we do so out of obedience, but we also do so out of humility. We do so because God's word tells us to. We do so because we see that modeled in scripture and that's been the way that the gospel has been shared for generation after generation after generation, whether it's here preaching a a pastor, preaching on a Sunday morning to a congregation or somebody sitting in a coffee shop or in a living room or at a restaurant table or in an office with a coworker or uh, walking down the street with a neighbor that people proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. But the angels and the shepherds were a little bit different in this story. See, the, the angels did not and had not experienced the grace of God on a personal level the way that the shepherds did that night when they found that baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and their lives were changed because they personally experienced the grace of God. The same way many of you sitting here this morning at some time or place in your life, you experienced the grace of God on a personal and real level and you trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And you gave your life to, to him and began following after him and began a process of becoming more and more like Jesus each day. See, our witness, like the shepherds, is personal and it's real to the grace of God. And so we are obligated by God's word to tell others of Jesus. So as you, as you think about the opportunities you have to share the good news of Jesus Christ with those around you, I would encourage you just to be obedient, but also Be humble because it's a privilege to receive the the, the gift of grace that God gives us. It's the greatest privilege in the world to be forgiven of our sins, something that we have not merited one second, something that we have not earned one ounce of. Jesus Christ paid that price for us on the cross, and so out of humility, we see that it's a privilege to be in the position to tell others of who Jesus is and what he's done in our own lives and what he can do in the lives of those around us. And then the fourth and final thing from this passage that we see is as believers, we must be faithful. Just as the shepherds went back to their flocks, their families as changed people, we as believers, we must be faithful to the task of telling Jesus no matter our place in this world. No matter our job, no matter our family setting, no matter our, where we live, what we, where we go to school, who we go to school with, what team we're on, no matter the things that we do in this world, no matter our place in this world, we are to be faithful to the task of telling others of Jesus. So let's make the act of telling the others the good news of Jesus Christ an ingrained part of what we do, not just something that we put on a checklist and say, okay, this week or this month or this year, I'm going to be sure I share my faith with one person. You know, we had a little object lesson or a little way of of being encouraged in Sunday school growing up in a church much like this one. Uh, First Baptist Church in in Sulphur Springs in Northeast Texas. I grew up there and I remember coming to Sunday school as an elementary and even sometimes as a middle school student there was this big big grid on the wall and all of our names were down the left-hand side and each Sunday was marked off and it was you got a sticker if you brought your Bible. You got a sticker if you brought a friend. You got a sticker if you knew your memory verse. You got a sticker if you had done some service project or some act of kindness that week. And if you got so many stickers, you got some kind of a prize. Um, you know, I, I'll, I'll uh, really date myself with this one too. We, we had children's choir. And if you had perfect attendance in children's choir, you got a trophy uh, that was a music note. And we had these, these trinkety reminders uh, uh, of what was really deep spiritual teaching for us to, to, to do the things and to learn to do the things that God has called us and, and wants us and desires us to do. And I think, that, I think that as I look back on those things, I hope that, that, that we don't make the act and, and the command and the obedience and the faithfulness of telling others about Jesus something we just check off a checklist. Okay, I read my Bible today, check. Okay, I, I prayed today, check. Okay, I told this this person in the line at the grocery store about Jesus, right? I invited them to church and then I'm going to hand them off to Jeff and, and, let, and let Jeff tell them about Jesus. Know that, that it would really truly become an ingrained part of who we are and what we do as individuals and, and who we are and what we do as a church family. That everything that we would, that everything that we would do would be to find ways to share and tell people about Jesus and I think this morning, as you, th- as you see these four things, the angels coming from heaven to declare the glory of God, the shepherds coming out of their fields and experiencing the grace through Jesus Christ for the very first time and, and sharing that and us seeing that telling is an obligation and a, and a privilege and, and then that we would be faithful as believers to do that. I, I want to just provide you a little bit of practical application this morning for, for ways that you can do this. Because uh, I think there's three groups of people in our lives that, that we can be telling the others, telling others the good, good news of Jesus on a regular basis. Uh, the first one is this, those, those people that are closest to you. Maybe, maybe one of your family members doesn't know Christ as their Lord and Savior. Maybe one of your, your, your coworkers or your teammates, or your classmates, maybe one of your neighbors or a close friend, somebody that you're around on a regular basis those that are closest to you maybe there's one in that circle that doesn't know christ as their savior and maybe god's going to use you in the days and the weeks ahead see i would say that if there's anybody in this world that knows a little bit about you even just a little bit even just knows a little bit about you if they don't know yet that you're a believer and that god has changed your life through the person of jesus christ and forgiven you of your sin and you trusted jesus as your savior i would challenge you to share that with them Find a way in the days and weeks ahead that those closest to you would know beyond a shadow of a doubt who your Savior is and know the why behind your responses to things that happen in this world and know the why that when you get that that diagnosis that that's not good from your doctor, why you respond the way that you did, not the way the world does. Or when you get that bad news at work or or that, that relationship at school is just not working out and that friend is just always at you, and you don't respond in anger, and you don't respond the ways that the world would respond, that you you would see that, or those that are closest to you would see that your life has been changed by Jesus Christ. And then the second group of people that I would challenge you to be looking for ways to tell the story of Jesus Christ to, the good news of Jesus Christ, is those that God brings in your path. Maybe it's a a server at a restaurant or somebody you're, you're sitting in a waiting area this past week, the kids and I were in a waiting area for a little while, a discount tire with a, a nail or a screw or something in, a, in one of my truck tires and gotten that fixed. And you, know, you, you have those moments, 10, 15, 20 minutes where you're sitting there with nothing to do. And you have an opportunity to talk to somebody next to you about, about their life and your life. And, and eventually in that conversation, you can begin to talk with them about Jesus Christ. And then the last group of people is those that maybe we haven't met yet. Those that, are, those that are coming to our church every Tuesday afternoon from three to four o'clock for, for a meal that we're feeding to them or those at, at Baptist Student Ministries at Lone Star College or, or, or Sam Houston State University that our church partners with several times a school year or those that are in churches that we partner with and places in the United States and, and missionaries that, that then we partner with in countries around the world that maybe you would decide that this is gonna be the year that I'm gonna get active and be involved in serving in my church. You know, in the early service, I shared even that you could become, even help with our youngest, help with our students, help with our children, teach them on Sunday morning, teach them on Wednesday night, begin to to be committed to sharing the gospel through the things that we do here as a church family. Share the gospel with those around you. Tell the story of Jesus Christ with those closest to you. Tell the story of Jesus Christ to those that God brings in your path and and be a part of what God is doing in and through the missional work of this church to come and be a part and share share the gospel in the numerous ways that we have available to us through the ministries here at this church. Now I've been talking to to probably the majority of the people in this room so far this morning, those that that there's been a time and a place in your life when the story of, of Jesus Christ became real to you when through reading God's Word, through hearing it preached, through a, somebody else telling their story to you of salvation, you've come to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. But maybe there's one, maybe there's several in this room who are hearing this today and say, no, that that's just, that's just words out of the Bible to me. That's just a story like any other story in history. I, I've not yet believed that to be true for my own life. You're sitting here this morning and you haven 't yet trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. Let me just encourage you with this, and let me just ask you one question. See, there's a song now that we sing at Christmas time called "Go Tell It on the Mountain." And John Wesley work uh, sought to uh, bring together Negro spirituals uh, collected, passed down orally from plantation to plantation, and compile those together in some published works and in 1907 he published go tell it on the mountain in a volume of works. And he wanted to take that song that had been passed down orally and get it in writing and share it with the rest of the world. And and that song, go tell it on the mountain, details and, and, and highlights and focuses on the story from Luke chapter two, verses eight through 20. And I want you to listen to the words of the last verse of that song. Down in the lowly manger, the humble Christ was born and God sent us salvation that blessed Christmas morn. And I'll just ask each of you this. Have you received that salvation? Have you come to a time and a place in your life where you've repented of your sin, asked for God's forgiveness, and trust Jesus as your Savior? If the answer to that question is no, there's no better day than today uh, to receive that free gift of salvation that, that is in the person of Jesus Christ. There's no better day than today to choose the free gift of Jesus, to move from death into life, to stop living in darkness and start living in the light. You can have your sin forgiven and your life changed. And I'd love to visit with you about that. If if that's where you are right now in life, if that's where you'd say, you know what, this story, I want it to become real for me. I want to experience grace the way the shepherds did. I want to experience grace the way the believers in this room have. I'd love to have a conversation with you about that at the conclusion of the service. And after we close in song and watch a video together, uh, I'll be across the atrium in the next steps area. we would love to visit with you about that. It, maybe today you just have questions. What does it mean? Oh, how do I know that I'm a sinner? How do I know that I need to repent? What does all that mean? Love to have that conversation with you. If today's not the day, just snap a, a, a picture of that QR code and, and go to that link that's there on the sticker in the pew rack in front of you and uh, send us a note through there. There's a way to contact a minister on that QR code and you can let us know that you wanna hear from us this week and we'll set up a time to meet together and talk about more about what it means to follow Jesus as your Savior. But for those of us in this room who have come to that time and place in our life and we've trusted Jesus as our Savior, there will be over the next several days probably many of us, most of us looking ahead to 2022, we may have some goals We may be as bold as to to write down a few resolutions and maybe a few brave souls in the room might even share that on social media or invite some accountability in some way, share with a friend or a family member. This is something I'm going to do more of in 2022 or this is something I'm going to do less of in 2022. But I wonder what would happen if each of us committed to share the good news of Jesus more in the coming year. I wonder what would happen if each of us committed to pray every day that God would give us an opportunity that day to share our faith in Jesus Christ, to share the good news of Jesus, his birth, his life, his death, his resurrection, to share that that, that Jesus came into this world to save us from our sins. If If we prayed for that each day, that God would give each of us, that God would give me, that God would give each one of you an opportunity to share that story. I wonder what would happen if we began to do that. See, right now we're on a journey as a church family started in 2020, last for 10 years, looking at and seeking and striving towards God, using us as a church family to be involved in, in 10,000 transforming relationships in Conroe and beyond. And many of those relationships will be centered on sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with somebody who doesn't yet know Christ as their Savior. And in doing that, we are seeking as a church family to bring peace into the chaos that's in our world. And there's a lot of chaos in our world and there's a deep need for peace. And we have an opportunity as individuals and as a church family to bring peace to individual lives and to families in Conroe and beyond by giving ourselves to this vision that God has called us to. By praying daily, that God would use us to share the story of Jesus Christ. So let's make it a matter of prayer. Let's make it a matter of obedience that we tell others about the Prince of Peace, the person of peace, Jesus Christ, who was born as a baby, lived a sinless life, and then chose to go to the cross so that you and I could be in relationship with our Heavenly Father.